first loop in, good. Second loop, my back just completely goes on me. And I am in severe pain. And I'm like, you know what? The second loop, I'm just going to, I'm going to quit. Like I'm going to stop. And I just kept saying like, remember tomorrow. So I go, literally there's a little shack there. You can go and refuel. And I was going to quit. And I just start loading up my vest with food and filling up my water bottles. And I walk out the door to start lap three. And I literally started sobbing Mm. because I knew the pain I was going to go through for these final 16 miles. But I kept telling myself, like, remember tomorrow, because tomorrow I'll have a story of how I persevered. Are you looking for freedom? Freedom from the daily grind and hustle? Or just finding a way to live the life you always wanted? Then join us on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Our host, Mike Ayala, will help you discover new ways to find freedom with tips, insights, and interviews. You'll learn the exact systems he's used to travel the world and live his best life. True success and happiness are all about freedom. And here's your roadmap on how to find freedom on your own terms. Welcome to the Investing for Freedom podcast. Here's your host, Mike Ayala. Thank you for joining me on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Today, we are going to have an amazing conversation uh, with a great friend of mine. His name is Brian McFarland. Um, We've just... It's interesting the way that life weaves amazing humans into our world. Um, Brian's got a great background, great success story. Um, the way that I actually connected with him is a is a company that he started and built along with his wife called Three by Five Life, and just an amazing organization that just kind of helps. And it's these these cards, which I'll let him get into at some point in time. But honestly, I remember this. Uh, there's a great mentor of mine. His name's Barry Lipparelli. I actually had him on the episode at some point in time. And this guy always has like, he's got his shirt on all the time with a pocket and he's always pulling out this little piece of paper to look at like what his schedule is. And he writes all this stuff down. And you know, the three by five card has, has been that for me. And I know it's great for many people. I always have like, I've got my digital calendar. I've got my journal with me all the time, but just having something in front of me that I can just write my tasks on is super amazing. But further than that, I had the privilege of, you know, chatting with Brian uh, recently at a GoBundance event where GoBundance Brothers, which is kind of a theme, but I'm just excited to get into this today. So Brian, thanks for being on the show, man. Thanks for having me, Mike. I think we officially met because I served you an Instagram ad, you know? Yeah. So that must mean you're poking around in like personal development arenas that uh, served you that ad. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's funny because I was actually just at an event. Um, it, it's called Wellspring and there's like 120 people in the room and they're all online marketers to some degree, which isn't really my background. I mean, I've got a background in like building business and stuff, but this entire room, is primarily online marketers and they're really good at what they do. And everybody's just getting retargeted and, and we're just like advertising to each other and stuff. It was pretty funny to watch. You're like, my ad's winning. <laughs> yeah. Who's spending the most? We can tell. Like, yeah, exactly. Well, I'm excited to get into it today. You've got a great background. We're going to talk about some health and, you know, just some of the, the ways that you, uh, you know, keep yourself grounded and, and healthy. We're going to talk about business. We're going to just talk about life in general. Um, and this is one of the reasons why I love having conversations with guys like you and, and, and really, you know, anybody that we really get on the show with is because um, there's just so much value in that connection, the relationship, the authenticity, and behind every person who's successful is, you know, some level of, you know, hack, work ethic, habits, traits, things that we can all learn from. So I'm excited to kind of get into that. So here's question number one, who has had the greatest impact on your life? So this, this answer has morphed over time, Mike. Um, so probably six, eight years ago, I'd say my grandfather, 
but I've been reflecting, or it kind of hit me about a year ago when I was actually thinking about this question. And I'm so humbled and honored to say it's my wife, uh, which I don't, I look at as a blessing and it kind of gives me goosebumps when I, when I say it out loud. Uh, but I think she really pushed me to not just be a better man, but she has this like grinding spirit about her where she's Marie Florio, everything's figure outable. And her motto is like, let's lead, let's live an interesting life. You know, I kind of grew up in that traditional like 401k family, like go to a good school, like go to the club, you know, those types of things where she was just like, let's live an epic life. And she um, was a, a high school science teacher for 15 years. And she was left that and started her own consulting company. And this was about, you know, 60 years ago. And it was before I started taking like really big business risks where she's just like, I know I can out earn what I'm making now, have more impact, and I can be home with our kids. Um, so this was like this evolution I saw. And then COVID hit. And she's like, you know, I'm teaching all these teachers how to teach in, in her consulting company. And I and my kids are going to sit in front of my iPad. Let's homeschool our kids. Mm -hmm. Okay, now let's create a co-op where we bring eight like-minded families together and ran out of a classroom on our own and create our own micro school. And now let's take that micro school and let's travel around the country with it. So she's just like this constant inspiration for me uh, and has allowed me to dream big. And, and I could see it through her actions, which has just been like a beautiful gift for me. That's so cool. Did you say her motto is let's lead an interesting life? Yeah. And that's so good. That's yeah, so it, good. it really is. I love it. And, and you know, I think we all get caught into that, you know, just rat race of life. And she constantly grinds or, or grounds me. And it's like, you know, we're about to leave in a week to go to Florida for six weeks and just, you know, bring the kids with us and hang out in Florida. We live outside the Philadelphia area. And I'm like, well, what about business? And she's like, Brian, we're not going to get these years back with the kids. Like, yeah. let's do it. You know, so I'll have to fly home a few times. But it's interesting and it's fun and not many people have that opportunity, but if it wasn't for her, I would just continue to grind, you know? Yeah. You know, I love that. And I think sometimes people like overcomplicate this. Like, I mean, even the word of the year, some people are like, that's stupid or new year's resolutions or whatever. And I get the premise behind it. Like, because most people don't, you know, stick with it or whatever. But when I hear people hating on, you know, phrases or guiding principles, like let's lead an interesting life or, or again, even new year's resolutions. I mean, man, even if you only did it for 90 days, like, come on. But my word for the year is extraordinary. And it's had me thinking about like, you know, what does extraordinary look like? And you know, when I first started thinking about it, it's like, what does an extraordinary business look like? What does it, but I'm, I'm putting everything through that lens. And even if you think it's stupid for me to have a word, like I'm, I'm, I'm basing every, like I even, I was talking with the guys that are in my, my pod and I was like, you know, what does an extraordinary husband look like? Like, what does it look like if I become extraordinary this year to Kara, like, what do I have to level up? And honestly, like the other day I was sitting, um, by the coffee maker and, and I, I was in a hurry and I dumped the beans in the coffee maker and I just left the empty packet there. Cause I like needed to run to a call. And I was like, would an extraordinary husband just like leave this, you know, empty, you know? So I'm just like, when your wife's talking about an interesting life, I think it's simpler than, than we make it. And, 
And I mean, that's so powerful. That's going to like, what does interesting, what does an interesting, it looks like going to Florida for, you know, five weeks or whatever. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, I get hated on from my college buddies about all my little nuances. Like I have a word of the year. My word of the year is light inspired by Jesse Isler from, from hearing him talk, you know, in Austin. Uh, and I think having those little phrases has way more of a subconscious impact on your life than people realize. Yeah. So good, man. I love that. Let's lead an interesting life. One more little thing. And you know, I probably shouldn't say this out loud, but another little like nuance, like you were, I, I was telling Kara this like three weeks ago, I was, it was afternoon, late afternoon. I was, I had to, I had to pee. So I'm, I'm, I'm in the bathroom taking a leak and I'm, (laughs) I'm sitting there and I realized Brian, I'm like, I haven't had any fun today. It was like this moment for me that was like, you know, when you're talking about these little nuances and this is why I just love, you know, this, this doesn't feel like, doesn't seem like the conversation we were going to get into, but like, I hadn't had any fun. And I went to Kara and I said, you know, this was a big epiphany and awakening for me. I have to have fun, man. I got to enjoy it along the way. And so when I hear that phrase, let's lead an interesting life, that so resonates with me because I could easily just put my head down and grind it out and just keep going. And then when it gets to the end of the day in the evening, it's kind of crazy because then I'm looking to go have fun. Like I want to go out to dinner every night or something. And it's like, if I just take moments throughout the day and just have a little bit of fun, then it doesn't have to be these big experiences. Like, so let's lead an interesting life. That's going to be a game changer for me. Actually, you can tell your wife that. (laughs) Will do. She gets all the credit. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. If you could narrow it down to one thing that has had the greatest impact on your success, what would that be? The answer behind the answer is, uh, and I'm totally undogmatic about health, nutrition, all those things. I think N equals one. It's your journey. Everybody's diet is different. Uh, but about eight years ago, you know, I went completely plant-based diet, um, kind of before it was super cool and (laughs) in vogue and it had a massive impact on me. It gave like my energy went through the roof. Um, I was sleeping like a champion. Uh, and so I was like, what am I going to do with all this energy? And I just, I was, I was, I was eating clean before that. Um, and I was working out before that, but then I just started like forced gumping it and, and started running. And, uh, this, this little seed got planted in my, in my mind around then that people run hundred mile races. Mm. Uh, so I started to slowly, uh, get into racing ultra marathons. Um, and over time, you know, I got pretty good at it and I'd be constantly finishing in the top 10, um, you know, one, one race outright. Um, so it became a huge part of my life and it wasn't the competitiveness or, or, you know, I don't even really like running. Um, but it's what running gave me. It, it really formed this grit muscle. It like, you know, when you, it, it, it invoked like super helpful self-talk. Um, I grew up not the most confident kid. So it gave me this confidence and this self-talk. And I'm sure you talk about it all the time. Like the words you tell yourself are so impactful. Mm. So when you're out there and you, and you do something that you're truly proud of, the ramifications of that are huge. And also it's translated a ton of business life. Um, Joe DeSena, who's the founder of Spartan Race, I heard him talk a, a few years ago and he said, you know, neuro- neuroscientists recently found out that when you start a task and you actually cl- complete that task, like a, a literal, literal wire will connect in your head. Um, and if you don't finish that task, they don't connect. So as you do 
bigger tasks, bigger accomplishments, bigger goals, you're connecting bigger and bigger wires. And he used the analogy, the bigger those wires get, the bigger trains you can run across those tracks. And that's what ultra marathons was doing for me. It gave me this internal belief system that I can just run big trains over the track. So when, you know, three by five life came up the idea and I asked Jesse, my wife, like, Hey, you think this is a good idea? And she's like, yeah, I actually do think it's a good idea. You know, we went from inception, like this is a great idea to like full product launch in like six, seven weeks. Hmm. Like, and that's like website, that's professional video. That's like, you know, prototyping the product, um, all of that. Um, and if I didn't have those train tracks, I think from ultra marathoning, I don't think that I could have taken on that task. And it's the same thing with you. You know, you know, you started out with some single families and multifamilies and you're building whole, you know, apartment complexes. Like it has to start somewhere and those belief systems have to come from somewhere. And for me, it, it was through ultra marathon running. I have a weird um, random question because you've obviously pushed through this, but I was literally sitting in the gym yesterday morning and my trainer's kicking my butt and my legs are burning out. And I was thinking about um, David Goggins and like, you know, just these intense guys and you're one of them. I mean, you, you won an ultra marathon. So how do you, you know, for the audience and specifically for me, this is selfishly why I do this podcast. <laughs> Cause I get to ask so many, like, I like, I'm, I'm sitting here whining, pushing through lunges. <laughs> how do you like, how do you, cause I'm guessing in an ultra marathon, like how many times do you want to quit? You want to quit all the time. Uh, you know, one of, uh, so like Gog Goggins does come to mind when I'm out there where I'm like, when you think you're at your limit, you're only at 40%. Like I have these mantras in my head. That's like the further I go, the stronger I get. And I'll just keep repeating that to myself, repeating that to myself. And, you know, and also a phrase actually that I heard from Jesse Esther many years ago was remember tomorrow, mm. you know, like what is tomorrow going to feel like if you quit, mm. you know, what is tomorrow going to feel like if you finish? What is, uh, uh, so there's a race that's um, this coming weekend and I did the race a year ago um, and I got, it was a 50 miler. I got second place and I went into that race. I couldn't run the entire month before that race because I was just having severe back issues. Um, and it was about 16 degrees out. The race started, I think at like 4.30 in the morning. So it's in the Northeast um, and it was just brutal. So people's water bottles were literally freezing shut where you couldn't get water. Um, and my, and it's a three loop course. Like you, so you start and you go like around 16 ish miles and you come back to where you started. So first loop in good second loop, my back just completely goes on me and I am in severe pain. And I'm like, you know what? The second loop, I'm just going to, I'm going to quit. Like I'm going to stop. And I just kept saying like, remember tomorrow. So I go, literally there's a little shack there. You can go and refuel. And I was going to quit. And I just, start loading up my vest with food and filling up my water bottles. And I walk out the door to start lap three. And I literally started sobbing because mm. I knew the pain I was going to go through for these final 16 miles. But I kept telling myself, like, remember tomorrow, because tomorrow I'll have a story of how I persevered. Tomorrow I'll be able to tell my kids like the pain I went through and the growth experience that I, that I overcame in that like little micro journey in that race. So it, it's, it's self-belief. It's, it's the mantras. It's, you know, being proud of yourself. I mean, all those little things matter. Dude, that is so, so powerful. Like, I love it. 
I was thinking as you were saying that I remember, and, and, and this is anchored in my brain for so long. I listened to Donald Trump on a, like, I don't know, something, this was years ago, long before he was president. And he said, never, ever quit. But if you're going to quit, and I was just like, that's like a double negative in my brain. Like, and, and to hear you, I don't know why I was thinking about that, but it's because the reason why it never made sense to me is because like, well, part of me is like that. Okay. I'm not going to quit, but if I do quit, I'm going to do X. And I just love, man, when you were talking about walking out of that tent and just sobbing because you knew that next 16 miles, that is powerful, man. And I want to ask you a question on that. How does, because a lot of the audience here are, you know, tenacious when it comes to business and seeing things through and we're adjusting and, you know, we're getting beat by the economy and, uh, you know, that's my thing is just like adjust. But when it comes to health and I talk to a lot of people that are really successful financially, um, but struggle with the health. And so what you're, you're, we haven't even touched on this fully yet, but you're very successful in multiple business segments in your background and, you know, business and information. What are some of the principles that you've learned and maybe you've already shared them, but learned in business that, that you think the audience could um, utilize in their health and that tenacity? Because again, I see people all the time that push through big challenges in business, but when it comes to their health, they just give up. And you know, when you said, remember tomorrow, like that's huge in business. We don't have a choice because tomorrow is going to come. But I think sometimes in the health, it's kind of like, oh, we'll deal with that later. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would challenge them that if they double down on health, their business is going to thrive. Mm-hmm. You know, um, when I first started uh, racing ultra marathons, you know, um, I, my, I own a sales agency, so I might have a meeting at one o'clock and generally I would have another meeting at 3 PM. Uh, you know, I tried to like couple meetings, but then I'd just be like, you know what? I need to go out on a two hour training run instead. So I, I put work aside and I had a ton of guilt around that mic, like constantly putting work aside to get these training runs in because I didn't want to, um, cannibalize uh like the family time like going and having training always on family time so i took a lot of work time so that it wouldn't impact the family uh and i had such guilt about it but what i slowly learned for me and and i can answer your question a little more is a lot of my training runs was in the woods and the power of like solitude and white space is so impactful for any entrepreneur or businessman out there. And in the, in our society in the United States, like we, we don't do it. I think in, um, I think it might be Japan where like all CEOs or execs have like an hour of thinking time a day. Like mm. it's in their calendar and nobody touches that. And it's just no computers, no phones. And it's just thinking time. And we don't do that here in the States. Mm. And I slowly learned that, by going out on these runs for two hours, I was like, I'd start out like thinking about squirrels, you know, running up a tree. But then like I'd start solving like the business problem of the moment. And it came to the point where like my, my, the guy that works for me, he'd be like, we'd have a big problem here. And he'd be like, Hey, Brian, go out on a three hour run and come back with answers. Um, And I think as business owners, when you, we, we get pulled in so many different directions. We're so stressed out and the endorphins that come from working out Mm. from some of that strain from even just going out on a, a, a vigorous walk at lunch, mm-hmm. you're going to gain that tenfold in your business. Mm-hmm. So if you think you're taking away from your business, you're taking away when you're taking away your health, you're taking away from your business in the long run. So um, that's just what what I would preach to the, to those people. That's so good, man. I 
I just, I love that. You know, I, I have this private community that I launched and, um, I don't know if, if you've met Ryan Kennedy, he's a GoBro as well. Yeah. 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 Great guy. And he's in the community and, um, I'm personally working with him, but I, I had him come in and, you know, just teach and do Q and a for an hour. And, you know, as I was writing, just kind of like the notes for the event, I said, you know, a lot of the guys that are in this community, they're hard charging, they're successful. They want more out of life. And I just put this phrase in there. I said, you know, what are we doing it all for? And I love hearing you say this because, you know, you said, if you make health a priority, your business is going to become so much better. And uh, man, that was gold right there. Like we could end the show and that would be, <laughs> that would be the thing right there. Because again, we do all this stuff, but the reality is if we're not going to be around in, you know, a year or 10 years or 20 years, or, or we're not feeling our best or whatever, um, then why are we doing it? So yeah, like who, who said it where it's just like you, you destroy your life making all the money, then you use all your money to get your health back, you know, you destroy your health making all the money, you know, and then you use all that wealth to, you know, get your health back. And why do that when you have both? So good. Who knew that? Who knew? This is so good. (laughs) What was your greatest setback and what did you learn from it? So my greatest, uh, setback, um, was when I was 24, um, I got married to my college sweetheart Mm -hmm. and we got divorced a year and a half later. And she, uh, actually cheated on me with her high school boyfriend. Um, and I was kind of like just floating through life at that time. And it, like, you learn so much about yourself when you're on the ground getting kicked in the balls. Um, and that's when I started to really evaluate who I was as a person. Uh, and, you know, we, we talk all the time about the eulogy, you know, like, what do you want to people say your eulogy, mm-hmm. but something that's when I kind of got into personal development. And the, one of the first things I heard was the whole, like you're laying on your deathbed and the best version of you walks in the room and you see this shining exemplar person. That's like, and you realize it's, that's you and what you could have been. And that just hit me between the eyes at, you know, 25 years old. And I'm like, I I need more. I need to get more. Um, So, I mean, that just really was a wake up call for me. And it came around the timing was really interesting because it's right around when the iPhone came out. And uh, so all of a sudden audible was on, you know, you could have all these audio books and I grew up undiagnosed dyslexic. So I had a trouble getting through these books. I'd want to read the whole book, but it would take me, you know, maybe I could get through like two, three books a year. Uh, so suddenly, you know, I'm on the road all the time and I'm just devouring information. And it just completely like, you know, caught me on fire for, for this growth trajectory. Wow. That's amazing. So good. What is the piece of advice you find yourself sharing the most? So the piece of advice I find myself sharing the most is, you know, people that, you know, are struggling a little or trying to get the rhythm is really the power of consistency. And there's this, there's this little formula um, that I have where it's E times F times WIN to the power of C. So E for energy, F for focus, WIN for what's important now um, to the power of C, which is consistency. So if you're operating your life, you know, at like 100% energy, 100% um, focused, 100% what's important now. And that, you know, that if you multiply that together, that equals a million. But if your consistency is a zero, then that only equals one. Hmm. Now, if you're at like 
a 10 in energy, a 10 in focus, a 10 at what's important now, and you're 100% consistently mediocre, I guess, then that's like one with 300 zeros. Wow. But then if you're like 100 across the board, but then you're 100% consistent, that literally like equates to your scientific calculator, infinite, like infinity. So you have infinite potential. So it's like we all have energy. Now we need to take that energy and we need to focus it. And what do we need to focus it on? We need to focus it on what's important now. Mm. And then know what we got to do? We got to do it consistently. And if we do that consistently, we're going to crush it in whatever we do. If it's ultra marathon racing, I was barely running to winning races, to your business, to your sales shop, anything. If you are consistent and you're taking that energy and you're focusing it on what you have to accomplish, like no matter what, you will crush it. That is awesome. So I'm curious, are you, are you naturally consistent or is this something you have to work on? Um, I have, I have developed the discipline muscle to be consistent Mm. over the last decade. Was I before? No. Um, my self-talk wasn't good. I wasn't proud of myself. Uh, but once you start having these little wins, and, and you actually feel like what discipline does to you, like Jocko says, I mean, discipline equals freedom. That's Jocko's term for a reason, because it truly does mm-hmm. in all aspects of life. So I think the rewards are so big that I don't want to do without it. But I've experienced that. I've tasted it. Yeah. I'm going to be a little transparent here um, because, well, number one, that's just what we do. But number two, I think <laughs> it'll open up, you know, maybe some some conversation around what you just said that's probably going to be pretty powerful. I don't know where it's going to go, but I was listening to Joe Rogan and David Goggins, I don't know, a few weeks back, and they were talking about talent and, um, with fighters. Yeah. Yeah. You listen to that episode? Yeah. Yeah. And so let me share my epiphany with you and then I'll just kick it back. Cause this has been a moment for me because he was talking about, or they were talking about talent with fighters and, you know, Goggins said, I'll take a guy I forgot exactly how he said it, but like, I would, I would take a guy that's, you know, consistent or trains harder or is scrap. I don't forget how he said it, but over a guy with talent any day, you know, I'll, I'll kick a man's ass that has, you know, I don't, however he said it, but like, it was this moment for me where I realized, you know, what they were talking about was like, talent can only get you so far. And when they're talking about athletes that have talent, the guy that puts in the work ethic that's their first, their last. Um, I heard this about Kobe Bryant the other day. You know, he was always there an hour before everybody else and, and two hours after everybody else left. It was this moment for me, Brian, where I was like, man, I, I have accomplished a lot off of talent and not discipline and not consistency. Um, and there's a part of me that has made excuses around this. Cause you know, just even back to let's lead an interesting life and I'm peeing at three o'clock in the afternoon and I haven't had any fun. Like I'm not, I'm not a guy that has, uh, you know, a lot of consistent habits. Somebody even at the go abundance event was asking me, you know, what's your morning routine look like? And I'm like, I don't have a morning routine really. I just kind of flow with it. Um, and, but you know, then I hear this conversation around talent and I hear you talking about this formula and times the power of consistency. And man, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of convicted a little bit or having this internal, like, you know, push and maybe like next version of me. I've gotten a lot of things that I've done. have been on talent and just scrappiness and, and not consistency. So 
I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that. Well, kudos to you, man. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's amazing that you have been able to do. I mean, Mike, I mean, you have an amazing life. And I think, I don't know, I think you need to give yourself, we're, we're our own worst critic. So there had to be some consistent efforts in there to get you where you are, even with, you know, how you show up for your family, you show up for your family consistently. Now, maybe there might be, maybe you haven't consistently showed up for your health and maybe like a morning routine doesn't speak to you. You know, I think, you know, Jason Dries talks about it sometimes where he's just like cold showers and, you know, only eating bone broth and like, you know, like all these things that people are doing, like, you know, it's what N equals one It's what works for you. Now, maybe if you did get consistent with certain aspects, like you'd be on rocket fuel. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know your day to day, but I'm an average guy that's not that intelligent. So I, I had to double down on my discipline mm-hmm. to, to get where I am today. Uh, I couldn't just, I think I'm pretty likable. I think I can connect with people and that really serves me well in the industry I'm in. Uh, but besides that, I, I mean, I had to be, be disciplined uh, to get where I am. Yeah. And I guess that's kind of what I appreciate, you know, the mirror back. And I guess I'm not the smartest guy either. And and I think what you just said is what I'm really saying too. Like if I double down on, you know, a certain, there, there's certain habits that I know I need to be consistent with and double. What's made me successful is, is exactly what you just said a few minutes ago. I'm a pretty likable guy. I can really identify, you know, other people's talents and skill sets. I'm pretty clear on what I'm not good at. Um, and so I think that's, what's made me successful is just like being able to get out of the way. And it has allowed me to spend more time with my family and all those things that you talked about, because that is what's important to me. And by the way, I wouldn't change anything, but I kind of feel like I'm in that season of, you know, multiplying that times the power of consistency is going to take me to places that I haven't seen yet. And I I don't know, I'm just excited to kind of touch on it. Um, but I, 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 when you say that, like you're not the smartest guy and you've had to double down on discipline. Uh, I'm just exploring that. So it's interesting. Yeah. And I mean, if you weren't, if you weren't consistent or if you're not being consistent with like your health, your diet choices, uh, things like that, then I would, you know, slap your hand, you know, because, you know, as we age, I mean, that's what you're going to want. You're, you know, um, I think you said that your, your son's getting married. Um, you mentioned that maybe in, in Austin. Um, and you know, you're gonna have grandkids and you're going to want to run around with them. You know, my, my father is 72 years old. He still lifts weights. He's still a beast. And I look at that as inspiration as, you know, I want to be able to do what he does. I mean, he has all six grandkids sleeping over this, this weekend and, you know, and he'll be like, playing soccer and doing all that with them because he's, he's made health a priority in his life. Mm. Random question. What does, yeah. what does N equals one mean? Like, um, N equals one meaning like we're all, uh, I think it's like a scientific term for like, we're all our own experiment, you know, like each person individual. Um, I had to clarify that because it's obviously an important, you know, thing in your <laughs> I'm like, what does that mean? Um, but I love, I love the premise of that. Like we're own, like we're all kind of, it's cool because we are all, all are, this is why I love doing the podcast and listening to people like you, because yes, I'm on my own journey, but you know, listening to other people's things and stuff, it kind of carries that on. So it's an actual thing. N equals one. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Exactly. Love it. Um, let's talk about, unless you want to go somewhere else, but I'm curious about the journey of uh three by five. So three by five life. I was 
I was writing, I was in the process. So COVID hits, you know, March of 2020. And so I'm a sales guy. I'm out on the road. You know, I run an agency. So things are shut down for me. So I have all this time. And um, so I, I start like writing this like book. And uh, so it was uh, from college drunk to middle-aged monk. It was like, <laughs> going to be the title. <laughs> and my wife's like, you're an idiot. Stop doing that. Stop wasting your time, <laughs> you know, breaking my stones. <laughs> and uh, so this, like, I see we were kind of in, well, we still are. We were in a mental health crisis, you know, when COVID hit. People just, their worlds are turned upside down. I saw friends struggling with anxiety, other people struggling with depression. And I really doubled down on my personal habits and um, my, you know, my morning routine, my PM bookend, everything I really had dialed in when, when COVID first hit, because I was like, you know, I need my mental health. I need all these things to be really flourishing during this challenging time. And I was like, how can I help others? Like people just want to dip their toe into personal development has such a big impact on my life. How could I help them? What could I present to them? And literally I'm making pancakes for pancakes for the kids on a Saturday morning. And the idea hit me and I'm like, huh, like I have all these journals and things I'm doing. And, you know, if you guys uh, go to the website, it's three uh, X five life.com. You'll see this video where I take like, 10 different journals and push them off the desk and grab an index card. And I'm like, how could I make this such a simple process that you can't not do it? Mm. Um, so that's when, you know, the idea came to me and I developed the card. So it's really on one side of the card for those who haven't seen it. It says AM gratitude and PM wins. And then on the back side of the card is your, like a simple planner. So your task list uh, and then either a note section or um, like, kind of like a little day calendar. Um, and so it prompts you, you know, in the morning to write three things you're grateful for, which is a very common practice. And then to bookend it uh, at the end with three wins. So uh, a very popular Stanford professor, BJ Fogg, he wrote the book, Tiny Habits. Uh, at the end of that book, he was like, if you get one thing from this book, it's the power of celebration. Celebration in the future is going to rank up there with gratitude. Um, and so that's when I was like, you know, at the end of the day, write three wins. And it kind of science shows like if you end the day with positive thoughts, then you're just going to sleep better. You're going to have better dreams. And it doesn't have to be like, I closed this massive deal. It could be like, finally got my son out on that bike ride I've been wanting to do. Like it could be like little things. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was kind of like the two big buckets that I wanted to, to put on these cards. And then um, you know, it folds in half. It can live in the back of your phone. So it's almost like this bolted on app. Um, I'm big believer in putting the phone away an hour before bed. So I'll have the cards on my nightstand. And that was that's intentionally made to go on your nightstand. So I'll grab tomorrow's card when something when I'm reading a book in bed, and I'll grab tomorrow's card and be like, Oh, I need to, you know, call Mike. So I'll, I'll write that down in tomorrow's card. Uh, and then I also take the time to like, kind of like put my big rocks in of what I'm doing the next day to kind of set my mind up of okay, tomorrow, these are my calls or these are my meetings. Um, and, and then I just grab it the next morning and rinse and repeat. You know, I love, I love these cards because uh, so in, and I've tried to, like, I have the journal and I have my to-do list that ends up being like three pages. Um, and I'm kind of trying to go through pages and then, you know, my team is, um, super good at keeping me organized, um, or trying to, but then my, in to do Microsoft to do it ends up being like all this information. And I have a really hard time. Then I started saying, okay, we'll just put whatever's important on my calendar. And then, so then I start looking at the top of my calendar every day and there's like 19 things they want me to do. And it's everybody else's like, 
you know, priorities and mine and everything else. And so what I found with this that I love about it is that I can take that to do, which is valuable and important. And I think it's the best place digitally for me to keep everything that's, you know, possibly needs to happen. And then I can just kind of narrow it down to, you got these little, um, my camera's not, but like you got these little task boxes and, yeah. and I can just move over what I want to do that day, not necessarily what everybody else wants from me or what everybody else thinks important, but, but what I want to get done that day. And it's cool. Exactly. And there's, I mean, yes, it's a three by five card, so you can't put a hundred boxes on there, but strategically there's only 10 boxes because how much are you really going to accomplish in a day? You know, if you're, if your to-do list is 30 things long, are you really going to get 30 things done? And then you shame yourself because, you know, you didn't get all 30 things on your ta task list finished. Yeah. And I love that. Like I, I mentioned, I have mine, but it's out in my, my journal. Um, I have like four things on mine today. And even the one that's in box number three, and, and I'm not saying this just because I knew I was going to, I love these little cards. Um, <laughs> the one that's in number three, when I wrote that down, I was like, I don't know that I'm actually going to get to this today, but I put it there anyway, because even if I don't get it done today, I know I have to get it done by tomorrow. And so this is like, you know, for a guy who's, uh, I don't know if I've ever said this out loud, but for a guy who's, my brain is like my desk. If you see my desk right now, which you intentionally don't get to see, it's, it's chaos. <laughs> it's literally chaos. And, you know, my digital world is chaos and my brain is chaos. And as much as I, you know, to the power of consistency, that's one of my things this year is clean your desk once a week. Like literally, I, you're not going to totally, I, I can rewire as you were saying earlier, like, you know, finish some, when I, when I clean my desk, some wire in my brain is going to connect as you were talking about earlier. Yep. And eventually I'm going to be a better version of me, but it's a rat's nest up here. And so this, this thing that you've built here is a miracle. Like this is pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's, it's taken on a life of its own that we, we were not intending or didn't expect. I mean, uh, a whole division of Google bought it for uh, a wellness or um, mental health awareness month and, and sent it out to all their employees. We worked with the division of Siemens. Um, we're heavily involved in Pfizer and, and my wife, Jesse has done some keynote speeches at some of their leadership conferences uh, around the product and, and, and like team collaboration and stuff. So it's, it's, it's been a fun little journey. That's for sure. Yeah. Do you and your wife ever, so you guys work together in it, obviously. Um, so on this company, we did on three by five life. We do that. That's, and then we we have like a, a small portfolio of like short-term rentals where she manages those. And obviously I'm involved in that. Yeah, super cool. Do you guys ever speak together on like life three by five, any of that? Oh yeah. So we we actually have like a little, like we have a podcast three by five life. Um, so which it's really for us or me selfishly. So I get to, she's into, you know, if I listen to an awesome podcast and I don't tell her about it, she gets pissed. You know, she's like, why didn't you share that? Like, you know, so we're like really jive on the same topics. Uh, so it gives me an opportunity and they're like short, they're like 10 minute podcasts, but just to, you know, we hear something cool and we come together and we just kind of, uh, talk about it. And it, I love the cadence of it and what it does for our relationship because we're constantly trying to learn together, not like apart. And, and so that's what the podcast allows us to do. Man, that's super cool. I, you know, it's just seeing and hearing that you two are working on that together and then just seeing, you know, like the power of this and then the AM gratitude, the PM wins. I just can't imagine, or I can't imagine, I guess I should say like how powerful this could be, you know, just for people to integrate 
in their life um, when it comes to family and couples and and just little things they need to connect on. I would love to have you guys come talk to our couples mastermind at some point in time as yeah, a couple. Be, that would be fun. Oh, it'd be a blast. We'd be we, it would be it would be an honor, Mike. Yeah, super For sure. Well, listen, I appreciate your time. Um, what have we not covered that we should have? I don't, I don't think we've, uh, I think we hit on most things, man. Um, I, it's just, uh, it's great to chat with you. I love connecting with you in Austin. Uh, you just have this, like you, you're a kind soul and like your, your eyes just, you have one of those, you have those eyes that smile and, uh, and I, and I don't, and I know it sounds super weird, but I don't say that lightly. And, uh, I'm just blessed to be able to connect with you. Well, I appreciate that, man. I, I really do. And, and it's been super fun. And I think this is going to be, this was action packed, like jam packed of just value, 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 value. So it's been so oh, good. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. We're going to love it. Well, listen, man, it's uh, like I said, it's been a super, where can people find, whether it's the three by five podcast, you three by five, you kind of mentioned some of it already, but tell us again. So the website is 3x5life.com, uh, Instagram, 3x5life. Um, and uh, those are probably the best two places to, to find us. Um, and, you know, feel free to reach out, shoot us an email through the website. And we're always responding to, to inquiries and whatnot. We work, do a lot of corporate events. So any listeners that, you know, want to get it for their team, you know, we offer discounts for teams or even like kind of like a, a little how-to Zoom call with your team, uh, like some inspirational content, plus like best use of the product, that type of thing. Uh, everybody's trying to look for like little, you know, uh, gifts and stuff for their team. So it, it's really uh, become, you know, that's been a big avenue for us. So super cool. Well, again, I appreciate it, man. And, uh, man, just look forward to, uh, seeing what kind of amazing things that this interesting life brings you guys. It's going to be fun. Awesome. Mike. thanks so much for having me on. Thank you. If you've found value in this episode and you know someone who's wanting to start or move further along in their journey toward investing for freedom, I would be forever grateful if you would share this show with them and help me get this message out to more listeners. Also, if you enjoy what you've heard, I would appreciate it if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. And until the next episode, cheers to moving further along in your journey of investing for freedom.